Thank you, Jesus. What a good morning it is to be together to worship our Lord and King and to continue on in our series this morning, Only Jesus. This series we are going to take all the way to Easter Sunday and just make Jesus the, I mean, he's, he is every week, but really the forefront of everything that we're talking about. Last week, we talked about only Jesus forgives, that God forgives us, and we had a, a powerful time, and we talked about uh, the, the young man on the mat that comes down in, in, in the house, right, and Jesus says, your sins are forgiven, and then he gets, has him come up and or stand up and walk, and I'm paraphrasing the whole thing, you can watch it on our website, but but we talked about that, about the healing of the heart first, before the physical healing happened. That we have to heal the heart first, and then the physical. That's the order that Jesus uh, requires of us, because the heart is that eternal matter, right? And so that's what he did with the man on the mat. Today, we're going to go from last week and continue on the conversation and talk about the fact that only Jesus heals, only Jesus heals, and we are going to be so bold this morning to believe and pray and discuss miracles in this place, physical healings, right? Physical healings, emotional healings, mental healings, all of those things. We are not shying away from the word miracle. Why? Because Jesus never does, right? If Jesus doesn't shy away from the word, why should we? And so that's what we're talking about this morning, and we're going to look in Mark chapter 10, and read this uh, through the story briefly. I'm really just going to share not too long. I promise. I know a lot of people say that, and even I do, and then we ramble on and on. But this morning, I'm not going to share very long. We're going to get out of the way, and we're going to let the Holy Spirit move and do whatever he wants to do this morning. Amen? All right, so Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 46. It says, Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Okay, so Bartimaeus hears that Jesus is what? Super close? No, just nearby. Jesus is somewhere around the area, right? He doesn't know exactly where. He's blind, so he can't see him. And so he responds to the, to the fact, knowledge that Jesus is nearby by shouting, okay? What he doesn't do is have this pity party and say, well, if only I could see Jesus, then I would know where to go. I would know how to approach him, and then I could go talk to him. When he doesn't say, this is because of this large crowd, I'm too embarrassed to reach out to Jesus. He doesn't do any of those things. He hears that he is nearby, and so he shouts. And as we read this verse, as we begin this story, we read it. He began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. But the reality is, it went something like this. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He shouts, right? Because there is a large crowd. And so in doing so, he is drawing attention to himself. And you know what? He doesn't care. He doesn't care because Jesus, son of David is nearby. And he wants, to have, he wants Jesus to have mercy on him. And I love that that is his first request from this blind Bartimaeus. Not Jesus, son of David, heal me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So we are seeing the heart here. And what he's saying is, God, you don't owe me anything. Jesus, son of David, we'll get there in a second, you don't owe me anything. You don't deserve to look my way, Jesus, but would you anyways? Would you have mercy on me and look towards me even though I don't deserve it? Because I know who you are. 
and I know who I am. You are the son of God. You are holy. You are righteous. You are true. You are the beginning and the end. You are God in flesh. And though I don't deserve it, would you look on me? Would you have mercy on me? And I'm shouting this to you. Even though I'm this blind beggar on the side of the road, I'm shouting to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Can you all understand that? Blind beggar on the side of the road shouting, have mercy on me to the Son of God. He hits a wonderful reaction to this bold step of faith in verse 45, or sorry, verse 48. Be quiet. Many of the people yelled at him. And I love this part. But he only shouted louder. Son of God, have mercy on me. No. Son of God, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet. Met with shouting louder. Be quiet. I'm going to shout louder. When Bartimaeus refers to Jesus as son of David, he is calling him the son of God. He understands in this moment that he is Messiah, that he is the coming king, that he is here. And the first words that he hears after the first shout are not, good job, Bartimaeus, let me pick you up and let's go find him. It's, shut up. You're bothering him. And his response is to shout louder. Listen, the enemy is always going to tell us to be quiet when we shout out to the Lord. Always. Because the enemy knows more than we do how capable Jesus is of performing miracles in our lives. So he, of course, is going to say, be quiet. You don't deserve his attention, you blind beggar. You've done too much to call on Jesus. He's too busy for you. You've done it enough, so just give up. And on and on and on and on it goes. Be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. Until eventually, we just kind of shrug our shoulders and say, I'm just going to be quiet now. I give up. When the Bible over and over says, don't stop, shout louder. Knock, ask, seek. Come to me, shout louder. And this morning, for many of us in here, it's about shouting louder. You've been shouting. You've been shouting. It's time to shout louder because the word tells us over and over again that God hears the cries of his people. He is not a dead God. He is alive. He is alive and Jesus is seated next to the Father, interceding for us. And when we shout, he hears us. And we see that in this story, in the very next verse, it says that he shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 49, when Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. Now think about this for a second. Let's just, like, not just, again, just race through this story, but really consider what's going on here. Jesus and the disciples are, are, are walking down this road. They've left, and, and there's a large crowd following them. And let's just assume, let's just, let's just say for a second that this large crowd isn't saying a word. Yeah, right. But let's just assume, to prove, a, to, you know, just bear with me, that they aren't saying a word at all. Just the shuffling of their feet on the dirt road would cause some noise, right? 
There'd be some ambient noise going on with Jesus. But I can't imagine that there is a large crowd following this guy, Jesus, this Messiah, the son of David, who's performing all these miracles and saying all these amazing things, and no one is talking. Come on. I think everybody's talking. They're a buzz. So even though Bartimaeus is shouting, who knows how loud that shout is going over the crowd, right? It might just be a shout on top of all the other noise that is happening. But here's the thing, y'all, that we need to understand. Jesus hears over the noise. He hears over the noise. And all of a sudden, he doesn't hear blind beggar shouting. He hears his son shouting. He hears God's son shouting, have mercy on me, son of David. And what does Jesus do? He stops. It's like the record scratching, right? Everything comes to a stop. Because when Jesus hears his children, when when God hears his children crying out to him, he stops. He doesn't say, I'm too busy for that. He hears over the noise and he hears us desperately crying out to him. This story reminds me, there's another story in the Bible where Jesus is surrounded by a great multitude of people and it says that they're pressing in on him, right? And, and, and this woman comes and she touches the hem of his garment and she's healed of this disease and Jesus says, who touched me? And the disciples are like, are you serious? Like everybody, you know, what are you talking about? And she said, no, someone touched me. He was able to single out this one individual who desperately needed him amongst an entire crowd, He does the same thing here with Bartimaeus. There's this noise going on, but he hears this shout, this shouting of even louder, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, and he stops. And he hears him. And it says, so they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Right? Come on down. It's like the price is right. Your name is called, you come running down. Woo! Right? I love, I love how they go from saying in verse 48, be quiet, to cheer up, right? Why? What changes there? Jesus changed it. Jesus changed it. Up before that, this was just a blind beggar on the side of the road yelling stuff, and they thought, that he, Jesus doesn't have time for you. Oh, wait, he does have time for you? Cheer up. It's like they already know that something is about to happen. Like some of these people may have followed Jesus enough like, oh no, something's about to go down right now. He stopped. He stopped. Come on, cheer up. Things are about to get good. Let's go. And I love Bartimaeus' reaction in verse 50. It says, Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. Does this sound like the reaction of someone who thinks well, maybe he's going to do something. No, this is the reaction of someone who is expectant for Jesus to do something. This is a Christmas morning reaction. This is here we go. I believe that Jesus is about to do something miraculous. And so I don't slowly get up, just kind of act like I'm too, too cool for school. Now I'll go see Jesus, whatever, you know, whatever. No big deal. <clears throat> he jumps up throws his coat to the side, and runs to Jesus. He heard me. He heard me. How often do you think Bartimaeus had been shouting, begging, asking for people's help, knowing that they heard him, and they just kept going? They didn't stop. 
Now all of a sudden, the son of David is nearby. He shouts once, is told to be quiet, shouts even louder, and Jesus stops and hears him. So yeah, he jumps up and he runs to Jesus. And Jesus asks this question, what do, you want to, uh, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. In other translations, that word rabbi is, is said rabboni. Rabboni, which is the strengthened form of the word rabbi. Rabbi meaning teacher, rabboni meaning master, lord. I want to see. In other words, I'm not just coming to a teacher here. I'm not just coming to someone who preaches well. I'm coming to my Lord, and I'm asking for this. And let's, let's not forget that Jesus is not dumb, right? When he sees Bartimaeus come to him, he knows exactly what he needs. He's not asking out of curiosity. <laughs> Are you deaf? Leprosy? Anna. He knows he's blind. But he asks anyway because he wants Bartimaeus to say his request to Jesus. What do you want from me? I want to see. A simple question with a simple answer. And yes, a simple answer because to Jesus, asking to go from being blind to being able to see is simple because he has the authority over sickness and disease to speak healing in a moment. And what does he do? In verse 52, And Jesus said to him, Go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. Jesus spoke, he was healed, and then the real miracle happened where he follows Jesus down the road. He's like, I'm not, I'm not done here. I want you. I want you. Bartimaeus' faith was a determined faith. He shouted even louder. It was a humble faith. Have mercy on me. It was a faith that, that understood who Jesus was, son of David. It was an honest faith. I want to see. This was the faith of Bartimaeus. It was all those things. I'm desperate. I understand who you are. I'm humbled to be in your presence, and I'm honest with you in what I need. All wrapped up into one little story in Mark chapter 10. Jesus heals him, and Bartimaeus follows him. I told y'all I wasn't going to speak long this morning, and I mean it. We're gonna, I'm going to bend, come back up. And I want to just kind of expound really quickly on, on this morning and why we are having a service based on healing. One of the names that God gives himself in the Bible, and it's important to understand that he named himself here, is Jehovah Rapha. It's first found in Exodus chapter 15. Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. Understand tense there. Not the God who healed, or the God who will heal, but the God who heals. Only Jesus heals, y'all. Only Jesus heals. And 
Jesse and I were talking last night about the service and, and, and just the, kind of the weight of it, you know, and all those things. And, and I was just kind of expressing my heart to her a little bit. And she said, you know, she said it perfectly. And I was like, I'm, I'm stealing that. I'll give you credit, but I'm stealing it. She said, we're not, we're not here to do safe Sundays. We're not here to do safe Sundays where we come and the band leads three or four songs and we do our announcements and I give a, a word and everyone feels, you know, good in the moment. And then we all leave and, you know, we had our coffee, we had our donuts, get the kids in their drawings that we throw away when they're not looking. And, uh, and we go about our week. And we did church and it was good. And it was nice and tidy and safe and we didn't really step out in faith ever. We just kind of were there and felt good and all those things. But we're here to take those steps of faith. We are here to act according to what the word of God says to do. And that is to live out a walk with the Lord that says, you are my healer. You are Jehovah Rapha. And even though it's scary for me to take this step, maybe it's scary for me to even shout louder than I ever have before, I'm going to do it because you are my healer because only you save. And so it might not feel safe in the moment, but I'm going to live according to your word. And I'm gonna believe who you say that you are, the name that you gave yourself, Jehovah Rapha. That only you heal. He heals our hearts and he heals our bodies and he heals our minds. It's all of it. It's all of it. He is our healer. Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 says, That evening many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out the evil spirits with a simple command, and he healed all the sick. This fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah, who said, He took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. Yes, only Jesus heals. So we're going to have a time of prayer this morning. We've expanded our prayer team and we've got some other people beyond our elders and wives to join us up here for a time of prayer. And I want to I wanna invite you this morning. If you need a miracle, whether it's a physical healing, whether you've been dealing with mental illness, you have anxiety, you have battling depression, I want to say there's anyone that is battling suicidal thoughts. Come get prayed for. But even beyond that, if you came this morning and, and you've been living out this walk in your, your existence where truly you need a miracle, and whatever that looks like to you, if your marriage is, is like, it's not good, and you need a miracle, we're going to pray for you. If you have a child or children, are in trouble and they need a miracle you can come up and we'll pray for that as well whatever it looks like whatever that word miracle is in your life and you are just up against it and you've been shouting but you're starting to grow weary of shouting you're starting to give up shouting this is the day to get re-energized I believe 
that as you come up and we're praying up here, miracles are going to start happening right here at the altar. And even more so, that as word gets out, this is, this is the important part, even beyond you being healed, as word gets out, what Jesus did for you this morning, it is going to lead other people to know Jesus. Bartimaeus had his sight restored, and he didn't go home. He followed Jesus. That's what we want. Through all of this, y'all, as much as, as much as I want to see you healed, and I do, I especially want to see people's eternity changed through you being healed. But the, the physical healing is just an avenue to eternal healing. For others, maybe those in your own family that have seen you walk this disease out or walk this thing out and, and, and they've been in it with you and you get to go tell them, hey, look what Jesus did for me. And maybe that's the thing that gets them to church. Maybe that's the thing that gets them on the road with Jesus like Bartimaeus. You already have Jesus as your, as your Savior, but they don't. So they need you to be healed more than you need it so that Christ can be exalted in their life as well. We said that Jesus is our healer, and I want to close with Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he healed Bartimaeus, he can heal you. If he could heal Bartimaeus, he can heal you. Amen. So prayer team, come on up. Y'all stand up with me. And I'm going to pray, and as I do, if that's you this morning, be so bold as to take that step and come receive prayer.